I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Are you being influenced? If you've watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What a day. John Bolton throws impeachment into chaos. President Trump's legal team comes out swinging on their first full day of arguments. And the senator of this very podcast drives at least one journalist completely up a wall. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. Welcome back to Verdict with Ted Cruz. I'm Michael Knowles. Thank you so much to all of the listeners who have kept this show at the top of the charts, again now into our second week. What a big day. It started as as a crazy day before the impeachment trial even began because of a leak from the new memoir of John Bolton, the former national security advisor, leaked to the New York Times, and it alleges 
that President Trump tied Ukraine aid to an investigation of the Bidens. Quid pro quo, he's guilty as charged. Isn't that right? Well, today was a big and consequential day. And you're right, it started off crazy. We all had off yesterday, so I flew home, was home with my family, then came back to D.C. at the crack of dawn, walked into the Capitol. The press was going nuts. Mm -hmm. They were in a total tizzy. The New York Times had broken this story that Bolton says there was a quid pro quo. And and I got to say, when I sat down at, at, at lunch today before we started the trial, there were a lot of Republican senators who were feeling a little rattled by it. I mean, it it was designed to shake people up, and it, and it had a little bit of that effect. I'm, I'm actually somewhat surprised that this shook up Republican senators because the, the story itself made all of these headlines a big splash, and yet it seems to me just reading about it, and especially given our previous conversations on how the quid pro quo is not really a big deal, that it's a lot of sizzle and no steak. Well, that's exactly right, and, and, and one of the most important things for people to understand, it does not matter if there was a quid pro quo or not. It does not matter. It doesn't make a difference for the issues before the Senate. It's something we talked about last week in, the, in our first couple of podcasts. Yeah. Look, quid pro quo sounds scary. It's a Latin phrase. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it sounds really bad. All quid pro quo means is you exchange one thing for another, and this is not an exaggeration. Every president yeah. from George Washington to today has done quid pro quos by the hundreds, And foreign policy does it every single day. So whether or not it's a quid pro quo doesn't matter. The question is, did the president commit high crimes and misdemeanors? And and a quid pro quo is not, whether it is or not, is is not the constitutional standard. So then why is this such a big headline? Because that was my reaction, too. I said, hold on, I got to talk to the senator about this last week. I can see through the headline. Why is everybody making such a big deal about the John Bolton leak? Well, look, part of it was that the defense team on Saturday had some fun pointing out that the evidence was contradictory, whether it was a quid pro quo or not. And so they leaned in a little bit saying there mm. wasn't clear evidence, there was a quid pro quo. And so that let the New York Times say, oh, goodness, now we have someone saying there was. It doesn't matter mm. because, look, quid pro quos, um, Obama's Iran deal is a yeah. quid pro quo. Right. Uh, Russia sanctions. I just passed last month sanctions on the Nord Stream 2 Russian gas pipeline. If a company builds the pipeline, they get sanctioned. That's a quid pro quo. You build the pipeline, you get sanctioned. You're admitting to a quid pro quo right now. And Venezuela sanctions. We're telling Venezuela today that if Nicolas Maduro steps down from Venezuela, we'll lift sanctions. And we do, by the way, carrots and sticks all the time, where, where right. we'll give you aid, we'll, we'll impose sanctions. That's how we conduct foreign policy. So the, the Bolton leak, the quid pro quo news, that doesn't matter to the argument for impeachment itself. And yet, surely it matters to the impeachment trial, because now we're hearing more reports that we could drag this thing yeah. out weeks and weeks and finally hear from the witnesses, which the Democrats have been asking for now for weeks. So I think the chances of the Senate hearing witnesses and of the trial being dragged on, the, those chances have increased. Hmm. We will vote probably on Friday whether or not additional witnesses will be brought in. All 47 Democrats will vote yes. If four Republicans join them, if 51, Republican, if 51 senators vote yes, 
then we're going to have additional witnesses. Do, do you think that those four Republican senators will go over and now vote for the witnesses? You know, I'm not certain about that. I think there are a couple who have been pretty clear they will. I don't know if we get to four. Okay. And, and you know, one of the striking things, I don't know that I have seen two Senate meals more different than lunch today and dinner today. How so? What's the difference? All right. So lunch today, everyone had just gotten back. They were there. The press was all in a frenzy about John Bolton. We're talking about, oh, we've got to have witnesses, quid pro quo. Not sure what quid pro quo is. <laughs> and then we had this afternoon where the Trump defense team finally got to put on their arguments and their evidence. And, and listen, as you know, I have been begging them, put on systematically, clearly, the evidence of Burisma and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, all of the evidence of corruption. That's what matters. The, the, the central question right. in this trial is whether a president can investigate corruption. And the answer to that is obviously yes, if there are real and credible allegations of corruption. And with Hunter and Joe Biden and Burisma, th- th- there was enormous evidence of corruption. We finally heard that today. And by dinner time. The Republican senators were, were happy, <laughs> Relaxed. They were serene. It, it was totally different because we'd just gone through several hours of the actual defense in the case, which finally got to be able to put on to be Okay, well, I want to get into those arguments then, because this was a pivotal day. We got a little preview of the Trump team's arguments on Saturday, yep. but today was the first full day. Last week, the Democrats make their arguments, and then this week, the Trump team gets to do it. It opened up with Ken Starr, who was the star of the Clinton impeachment trial back in the 90s. Then it went on to some of President Trump's other lawyers. Toward the end, you get Alan Dershowitz, very famous lawyer, a professor of yours, I believe. You know him well. Taught me criminal law 101 my first week in law school, and I've known him 25, 30 years. So I hate to put you on the spot because you know one of the lawyers, you know multiple lawyers who, who are arguing today. How did they do? They did very well. This was a very good day for President Trump. This was a very bad day for the Democrats. Hmm. I, and I, I got to say, watching the Democrats at council table, uh, when, when, when uh, Pam Bondi got up. When, so Pam Bondi is one of President Trump's lawyers. Right. And, and Eric Hirschman, who are two of the lawyers for, the, for President Trump, they both got up and they laid out the evidence of Burisma, the, the Ukrainian natural gas company that was built in corruption, that was paying Hunter Biden a million bucks a year. <laughs> and, and, and they finally showed the tape of Joe Biden bragging right. about how you want to talk about quid pro quo. <laughs> so on Donald Trump, the evidence is conflicting on whether there's a quid pro quo. There's some evidence that some testimony said there was some testimony said there wasn't doesn't matter. Do you know the one undisputed quid pro quo in this in this entire proceeding? Joe Biden. We saw because it on video. Joe Biden on video said he told the president of Ukraine he would block a billion dollars in aid unless he fired the Ukrainian prosecutor who was investigating Burisma, which was paying his mm-hmm. son Hunter Biden a million bucks a year. And as you know, Biden ends it with, with going, well, son of a bitch, they fired him. That's a quid pro quo. And right. Biden not only admits to it, he brags about it. He's proud. And I got to say, playing that, I think the Trump team did a good job laying it out. Yeah. I think they, they walked through the evidence. But, but I spent a, a good chunk of it just watching the House managers' faces. I, I got to say, Adam Schiff was ashen. I mean, really? he was, th- th- their faces were horrified. Because we couldn't see that. I, I certainly didn't so, see that so on the C-SPAN were, they, they, So you would see him kind of try to <laughs> smile and like puff up his chest and then it sort of slump down. But the interesting <laughs> thing is, 
they knew this was coming. Hmm. It's why several days ago I said the House managers threw Joe Biden under the bus. Mm-hmm. Because when they spend several hours of their presentation making the case that there is zero evidence yeah. to investigate Burisma or the Bidens for corruption, which is a laughable proposition, mm-hmm. they knew to a metaphysical certainty that today would happen. In other words, hmm. they knew they knew about the son of a bitch video. I mean, it's not like they're living in a cave. Right. And, and they set it up. They, 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 they knew the about the video we played last week on the podcast where, where ABC asked Hunter Biden, would you have gotten this job? Uh, you know, been paid a million bucks a year if your name wasn't Biden? He's like, no. I mean, they knew that was coming, but it was still painful. But did you know that the Trump team would be so aggressive? Because I, going into it, I had this fear, and we talked about it on the show, that the Trump team would play it cautious, play it safe, simply answer the Democrat accusations from last week. And instead, they got pretty aggressive. Well, I, I think they heard from a lot of voices that they needed to affirmatively present the the president's defense, that the president is innocent, and there's a reason he's innocent. It is perfectly okay. And in fact, the the president's got a responsibility. If there's credible evidence of corruption, to investigate that evidence. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it it, it was striking. You remember the first couple of days, Jerry Nadler, one of the House managers, he said, out of hundreds of thousands of Ukrainian companies, why would Trump be interested in this one? <laughs> and the screaming answer is, well, as far as I know, it's the only Ukrainian company that was paying the son of the vice president a million bucks a year. Right. And, and the point is, it's not about some abstract interest in Ukrainian corruption. It's not like the president's worried about someone knocking off 7-Elevens in Ukraine. Right. This is about American corruption. This is about a prospect of a corrupt foreign company effectively bribing the vice president of the United States. Now, that may not be the case. I'm not saying that happened, but there's more than enough evidence to investigate it and find out whether it did. So you think that the Trump team did a good argument, Ken Starr, Alan Dershowitz, everybody in the middle. I actually think that the biggest fireworks of the day were not presented by the Trump legal team. I think they were presented by you when you were talking to the press, because during one of these breaks, you had a press gaggle. You were answering their questions and speaking to them. You, more than anybody that I've seen, have been very aggressive on this, saying that this impeachment is about Burisma. It's about corruption in Joe Biden, potential corruption by Joe Biden in the Obama administration. Go after that. I think you got under the press's skin so much that at one point, one of these reporters suggested throwing your nine-year-old daughter in jail. Do we have the clip? Basically, what they said was Hunter Biden got a job. His dad was vice president. If, if that's a crime, I mean, shouldn't half of your children be in prison? My, my children are nine and 11, and I'm sorry that you want to throw a nine-year-old in prison. But at this point, my, my third grader plays basketball and softball at her school. So so stop playing the nasty, no, no, stop playing the na- nasty Washington game. I'm sorry, that's not nasty Washington game. Attacking a nine-year-old? Senator, I have no idea. All right. You know, I, I love that you, you kept your cool there and you kind of laughed it off, but that is pretty deranged for a reporter to say they want to throw your kid in jail. Well, you know, it, it shows the desperation of the press corps. So... Trump has had a lot of consequences for America, many of which have been fantastically good in terms of policy, in terms of substance. 
one of which that has been also really, really good is exposing the <laughs> rampant bias of the media. Exactly. And, and Donald Trump has broken the media. Yeah. <laughs> Their role right now is they're yeah. desperate to be the defenders of the Democrats. And so I, I had just finished standing up and saying today was devastating for the House managers and yeah. walking through a little bit of the evidence of corruption that was laid out. The media doesn't want to cover any of this. Mm -hmm. So what that guy was doing, I mean, he was trying to say, well, everybody does it. Come on, your kids do it. (laughs) And and they're desperately, okay, so I got news for the media. No, everybody doesn't do this. Mm -hmm. I promise you, if there's anybody else in Washington that that has a kid making a million bucks a year from a corrupt company that is getting favors from the vice president of the United States, that ain't something everybody does. Like, look, I mean— it's they're trying to cover it up as oh it's uncle joe it's no big deal <laughs> this is bad stuff this, this stinks I, you know one of the things the the trump's defense team did today is they played from the ABC clip with Hunter Biden, a component. We still don't know, by the way, how much money Hunter Biden made. Well, we know he was driving around Hollywood in a very expensive Porsche, so I think he did pretty well. Well, and ABC asked him, so how much did this corrupt Ukrainian natural gas company pay you while your dad was vice president and why, while he was leading Ukraine policy for the Obama administration? And he said, well, I'm not going to tell you. I don't have to be open kimono. Well, <laughs> Do you know that nobody knows how much he was paid? We, right. we know it was at least $83,000 a month, but he's never answered that. Mm-hmm. And the House managers have no desire to know the answer to that. Well, what's so shocking to me about many of these interviews and that clip in particular is the media have been going after not just you, but a lot of Republican senators. And, and they've been assailing you all for not being objective and completely without an interest in this impeachment trial because, you know, you're Republicans. Of course, an impeachment trial is different than other trials, right? You're, you're going to have interests on both sides. The one group that is supposed to remain disinterested, objective, is the media. And then the moment you get over the target of what this impeachment is all about, they clearly lose their minds. Well, you know, Judge Ken Starr started the argument today, and he did a very good job of pointing out. So uh, a lot of folks in the media like to say, oh, the senators are jurors. That's not, in fact, right. right. And, and in right. the Clinton impeachment trial, uh, a, a Democratic senator objected to senators being called jurors, and Chief Justice Rehnquist sustained the objection. Yeah. Starb actually put it very well. The Senate is a court, mm-hmm. which means the Senate, we're the judges, we're the jurors, we're deciding questions of law and fact, and we're not supposed to be dis- disconnected from the process. Right. We, the framers knew what they were doing when they handed it to the upper chamber of Congress, but you know, what's, what we do need to do is keep the focus on the actual legal question, which right. is whether high crimes or misdemeanors were committed. And it's why, look, the, the fundamental answer, the reason the House manager's case fails and the mm-hmm. president will be acquitted is because, presidents, it's not an impeachable offense to investigate credible evidence of corruption. Right. By the way, It would have been very different if Trump had said to Ukraine, hey, would you concoct some fake and bogus material on Joe Biden and and fraudulently accuse him of something? Look, we'd have a totally different case there. Right. But that's not what he said. All of the evidence, 100 percent of it said, investigate what happened. This is bad. Biden bragged about getting the, the prosecutor fired. It is not an impeachable offense to investigate credible evidence of corruption. That's the issue that matters. 
and the press is going to try to change the subject. You know what? This, this, this Bolton bombshell today, it won't be the last bombshell. We'll see another one coming up later this week. And actually, a bunch of us on the Judiciary Committee who went through Kavanaugh, yeah. we were saying we're kind of steeled to this because we saw, I remember, day after day, there was another revelation. By the end of it, they had him in high school, like, drugging people and, like, participating in, you know, well, all sorts. I mean, it, it got... Remember Michael Avenetti? Brief, briefly, the, the media wanted him to be the Democratic <laughs> nominee right. for president. He was this lawyer who would go on CNN. This was during, during now Justice Kavanaugh's confirmation hearings to the Supreme Court. It was the timing of every big scandal bombshell. It seemed so perfectly coordinated. And that's what it, that's, I mean, that is the big news of the day, is this Bolton bombshell. I'm sure you're right, it won't be the last. But for those of us who don't know the inner machinations, how this was leaked, who leaked it, who's going to leak the next one, I guess the question all of us have is, what happens next? Let's say that because of this bombshell from John Bolton, we, we now get witnesses, and this trial drags on well past Saturday, maybe for weeks and weeks. What are we going to look forward to next? So we don't know for sure. Tomorrow will be the last day of arguments, opening arguments for the Trump legal defense team. Okay. So they'll start tomorrow at 1 o'clock, go as long as they go. Then the next two days, we're going to have questions from senators. Eight hours a day for two days. We ask questions, but we don't get to ask them ourselves. We write them down. And the chief justice asked them for us. So I will say to, to, to the folks listening to this podcast, if you have questions that you want me to ask either the House managers or Trump's legal defense team, suggest them. You can you can tweet them. I'm, I'm at Ted Cruz and just put hashtag verdict. And yep. we are looking at what's 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 online on Twitter and looking for questions that will help help focus on the issues that matter after the questions are over. Then at the end of the week, we're going to vote up or down our additional witnesses necessary. If we get 51 senators who say yes, then frankly, it's Katie bar the door. Right. Um, if it ends up that there are four Republicans who join the Democrats and say, OK, we need to hear from John Bolton. I think that's possible. I will give you some good news. If that happens, I'm extremely confident we will also hear from Hunter Biden. So you don't think there's a world in which they vote for witnesses, but the only witness who is called is John Bolton? Zero chance. Okay. Zero. And the Democrats are terrified about that. You, right. you know, Chuck Schumer's like, no, 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 we can't call right. Hunter Biden. You're seeing Democratic senators going, no, 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 don't call Hunter Biden. Look, today's testimony revealed if there's one witness that was called, it should be Hunter Biden because he's right at the center. And remember, the issue is not Hunter Biden. I don't know the guy. It looks like he's, he's led a pretty troubled life. Right. The question is not even about whether whether he's involved in corruption. It's about whether his father, the vice president who was making the Obama administration's policy and leading it, whether he was involved in corruption. And, and that's a question that goes right to the heart of, of Trump's asking it to be in, investigated. And, and I want to underscore a point we said last week because it—, it People may not have focused on, on its importance, and it, it's about to become very, very important yeah. if we have witnesses, which is if Hunter Biden is called as a witness, if we subpoena Hunter Biden, he will almost certainly plead the fifth. He'll almost certainly come in and say, I refuse to answer questions on and, the grounds and he has that it the might incriminate right. me. And he has a right under the, under the Bill of Rights. He doesn't want to testify and, and admit to committing a crime. Here's a piece almost nobody knows. If he does that, there is a statute that explicitly gives the Senate the power to give him testimonial immunity, which means he would be immune 
from being prosecuted for what he says in his testimony. Why does that matter? You may think, gosh, immunity sounds like a good thing for him. It's actually not, because immunity means we can force him to testify because we want to get the evidence of what did your dad know? You know, one of the interesting things that we heard today, so Hunter Biden had two business partners. This guy, Devin Archer, was also on the board of Burisma. And then John Kerry's son-in-law. Hmm. What a coincidence. Uh, or not, not son-in-law, <laughs> stepson, rather. Okay. Uh, and his stepson, when his two business partners joined the board, he sent an email to the State Department, to, to, his, to his stepfather's chief of staff, yeah. saying, Devin and Hunter have joined the board of Burisma. I don't know why they did this, but I got nothing to do with it. And he broke off doing business with them because of their poor judgment in in getting paid millions from this corrupt company. You know, we actually got a mailbag question specifically about the ability of the Senate to force uh, Hunter Biden to testify. And and the question uh, comes from Susan. If the Senate forces Hunter Biden to testify by granting him immunity, would he also receive immunity if he perjured himself during the testimony. So if he no, lies, no. he would. So, so, so immunity does not, does not immunize you from perjury. And it doesn't immunize you from the underlying crimes, but it does, it does prevent any prosecutor from using your testimony as evidence against you. Well, there, then there's a similar follow-up and, and by the way, the way the statute works is the Senate, 51 senators vote to grant immunity. We then have to go to a, a federal district court and file that, but the district court has to grant it. Right. Uh, it's mandatory under the statute. That I, I fe- I've seen that nowhere in the press. Obviously, I think Hunter Biden's probably sweating about that, and the Democrats in the House are probably sweating more. And Joe more. Biden is sweating more. And, and by right. the way, I'll tell you, some of the happiest faces in that Senate were Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, <laughs> and Klobuchar. All who, running I mean, for president. Now, I mean, they, this was a bad, bad day. For the House Democrats case, but also for Joe Biden, this was this was not pretty. So let's say President Trump gets off the hook. He is not removed from office. Matthew asks, does the Fifth Amendment regarding double jeopardy attach? Should the Senate exonerate the president? Can the president be tried again for the same articles? I don't think we've ever seen that situation in history. So, so impeachment and prosecution for a criminal offense are two different matters. So, okay. yes— you, you, you can be tried separate. Now, you've got to prove a crime. You've got to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. And amazingly enough, the House managers haven't alleged a crime. It's one of the things, mm-hmm. actually, Alan Dershowitz, Professor Dershowitz at the end, did a really good job of walking through the constitutional history. That, 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 that you can't, high crimes or misdemeanors requires that, that you prove that, that the president has committed a crime on the order of treason or bribery, because that's what the Constitution said. And it it was very interesting. Professor Dershowitz walked through a couple of other provisions of the Constitution, which almost no one knows who's looked at this. So you know the impeachment clause. But there are two other places where impeachment is referenced in the Constitution beyond uh, beyond the power of impeachment in the trial. Because the impeachment clause is just saying that the Congress has the power to impeach the president and the Senate will conduct the trial. And actually, the Constitution uses the word soul twice says the House has the sole power of impeachment and the, and the Senate has the sole power to try impeachment. So the only times the word S-O-L-E is used in the Constitution concerns impeachment, but there are two other references. Number one, in Article 2, concerns the presidency. It gives the, the, the president the power to grant pardons and reprieves for offenses against the United States except in cases of impeachment. 
So the president can't pardon right. impeachment, but it also says offenses against the United States, which are crimes. In Article 3 huh. of the Constitution, which concerns the judiciary, the Constitution says trial of all crimes, except in cases of impeachment, shall be jur- by jury. Now, what does that imply? Impeachment are crimes. Right. And so the House Democrats have admitted that they aren't alleging a crime. So this is a, a unique historical situation in as much as we have the impeachment going on, but when the Congress impeached the president, they did not accuse him of a crime. So are you saying we're just in uncharted territory? We are. It has never happened in history that a president has been impeached without the articles alleging he's committed a crime. And actually something Ken Starr said that was really powerful. We have never before in history seen a president impeached on a pure partisan vote. Only Democrats voted for it. And, and, and Ken Starr made a great point. You know, the Constitution requires for conviction to remove a president, two-thirds of the Senate. Impeachment was supposed to be a consensus, a national consensus right. that this crosses a high threshold. There ain't that consensus. And, and, and so fighting this is just a partisan battle the way the Democrats are doing is wrong. You know, the conclusion I draw from all of this is one of anxiety because we are in uncharted territory here. I think it's going to make the question time on Thursday so important. So please, to all of our listeners, get your questions in. Tweet them at Ted Cruz. Use the hashtag verdict, and we will try to get those questions asked during the impeachment trial. Then you can come back here afterwards. You know, this is an early night. It's not even midnight yet. You've made it over from the Capitol, and we will go through all of it then. Thank you. Two things I want to follow up on quickly because I have been given an assignment. Okay. So last week, you'll recall, I mentioned that I brought up with Caroline, my 11-year-old daughter, yeah. when we had risen to the number three podcast in the country. Yeah. I called her and told her, and she said, Dad, I really don't care. <laughs> so I got home Saturday night. Sunday, yesterday, I was home. And, and, and I told Caroline, you know, we rose from number three all the way to number one. And look, I thought that was kind of cool. Like now, I'm, yeah, you know, you? you know, trying to, like, you know, get my daughter to think that's cool. And, and she said, I know, and you passed Joe Rogan. <laughs> And she said, and Joe Rogan interviewed Robert Downey Jr. And that's the coolest thing in the world. Caroline is is like obsessed with Iron Man. And she's like, if he interviewed Robert Downey Jr., I don't know how you passed him, Dad. I don't know how that happened, but that's really cool. That's six degrees of Kevin Bacon. And and I got to say, for any dad of an 11-year-old, it is really hard to, like, impress an 11-year-old with anything. Mm -hmm. So. I thought it was very cool that passing Joe Rogan did it with Caroline Cruz, and, and that, that made me pretty happy. And there's a coincidence. We passed Joe Rogan's show with this show, Verdict with Ted Cruz, just about a day or two after Joe endorsed Bernie Sanders. Is that a coincidence? Look, I think it's, it's cause and effect, but let me say to everyone <laughs> listening, if you haven't subscribed and, 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 and signed up for this podcast going forward, please do, because this... Uh, we're having fun. We really appreciate it. And it looks like with everything in uncertainty, I'll probably be in, stuck in D.C. for quite a while now. So be sure to tune back. I'm Michael Knowles. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. This episode of Verdict with Ted Cruz is being brought to you by Jobs, Freedom and Security Pack, a political action committee dedicated to supporting conservative causes, organizations and candidates across the country. In 2022, Jobs, Freedom and Security Pack plans to donate to conservative candidates running for Congress and help the Republican Party across the nation.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. Ben Ferguson here, and if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. And I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investments to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit Labrador Energy. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more now at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.